This is the GGC Life Podcast. Thank you for having me. I am delighted to be here. Uh, this, is, this is just the best place. And, uh, and Jesus is here. Jesus is here. I, was, I think Heidi was praying for me. And it was like, don't pray for me too much. I've got to preach. I won't be able to stand up. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. We're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk about power and love. Hey to uh, Josiah at home. I talked to him last night. I'm like, I ring him up. I'm so excited to be here. I'm like, oh, bro, I'm so excited for tomorrow. And he's like, I'm not going to be there. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to change my whole message. <laughs> all my jokes and stuff, they were all for him. But anyway, Josiah, if, if any of you guys have ever received a message from Josiah, he always uh, puts the, the flaming heart emojis in his, in his text messages. And there was this, there was this time when... Uh, my phone just didn't have flaming heart emojis. And I had emoji envy because I'm getting these like text messages from Josiah and it's like flaming heart emoji, flaming heart emoji. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I want to do the flaming heart emoji. So I ended up like copying and pasting his emojis and putting them on my own messages. Uh, but today we're going to talk about power and love, power and love power and love evangelism and I think this little flaming heart emoji just uh, illustrates that that beautifully you know it's the, it's the love and it's the power and so we're going to talk about that today and Josiah I love you bro you're amazing and uh, so excited uh, for you and Sophie over these next couple of days uh, what the Lord's doing in and through you guys but let's pray hey uh, do we want to just stand for a second and just let's uh oh Let's just give Jesus some more praise, hey. I love, I love coming here for the open heaven. You know, there's a, there's a well here. You guys really, you guys really love Jesus here. I can feel it. I can, I can. You can tell when somebody loves Jesus, hey. I got this, this um, I'm a missionary evangelist with Youth for Christ. So I've got all these young missionaries around the, the country. And I had this one missionary, Nathan, and and uh, he actually came to Matt and Elodie's church. He had, the, he had the deliciously dreamy tea as well. Elodie made it for us both. And we're like sitting in the car afterwards going, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm being hugged by Jesus right now. <laughs> I don't know how much of it was the tea. I think that, that there was a bit of Holy Spirit in there as well. But, but Nathan, he got this girlfriend. Around that same time, Nathan's got this girlfriend and, and he's going, Pat, Pat, you've got to meet this girl. And he's just like, you could just tell he's just so in love with this girl. He's, he's like telling me all about her and he's so excited for me to meet her. And I'm like, I've just got to meet her. Like I changed all my plans. I'm like, I've got to go to Bendigo to meet this, this girl that he's telling me all about. And, and it reminded me of in Song of Songs 4 where, where you know, the bride's talking about the beloved. And she's, <laughs> you got to meet him. Where is he gone? Like, oh. And, and then in, in, in the start of Song of Songs 5, they're, they're like, let us find him with you. <laughs> let, us, let, us, let us come with you and find him with you because they can see that she's just so in love with her beloved that they need to meet him. And that was what it was like with Nathan. He's like, he's like she's amazing. He's, t- he's telling me all about her. And, uh, and I'm like, I just, I just need to meet her. And praise God, they're actually getting married in November as well. So hallelujah for that. But I can just tell that you guys love Jesus. 
You guys love Jesus here at GGC. And, and I love coming and being around you guys because I'm like, man, I, I, I want some of what these guys have got. And I, and I want to get closer to the one that they're worshipping, the, the one that they're in love with. And so Jesus, whoa, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Just begin to lift up a, lift, lift up a, a love song or, or tell him how much you love him right now. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you, Lord. Jesus, we love you. And we want everyone to know how much we love you, Lord. When we go out on the streets today, we don't want to just tell people about you, Lord. We want them to be able to see in us how much we love you, Lord. Lord, would you mark us with your love today? Mark us with your first love fire today. Remind us of the joy of our salvation, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done in our lives. Thank you that you saved us. Thank you that you set us free. Thank you that you ripped us out of darkness and brought us into light. Thank you, Lord, that that once we were dead in sin, but now we are alive in you. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We want more of you, Jesus. We want more of you, Jesus. We want more of you, Jesus. Here today, we want more of you, Jesus. Who's hungry for more of Him today? I'm more hungry for more of Him than I'm here. I'm hungry to hear more of me. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, I would rather, I would rather more of Him than, than, than hear my voice. I just want more of Him. And I hope that's what you guys want as well. Because I got nothing. All, all, I can, all, I can, all I can bring is, is, is Him. If I give you anything else, it's worth nothing. Jesus, would you move in this place this morning, God? Would you move in this place this morning, God? Mark us with your love. Fill us with your power. God, I pray for a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit in this place this morning, Lord. Empower us. Empower us with your supernatural, dunamis, explosive, miraculous power, Lord. We don't want to just talk about you, Lord. We don't want to just go out there and say wise and persuasive words, Lord. We want to go out there with demonstrations of power, signs, wonders and miracles accompanying the proclamation of the gospel so that people's faith is not in the wisdom of man, but in your power, your power, Lord. I pray for a mighty move of the Holy Spirit in Leichhardt today. Thank you, Jesus. John 6, 44, no one comes unless the Father draws them. Lord, I thank You that You are drawing people here today, Lord. People just don't even know why they're coming to this event. They're just like, I feel to go to this event, but it's like, I don't even know why I'm going. God, I thank You that You're drawing them here. Thank You, Lord. I thank You that You're preparing their hearts to receive the Word today, to receive the seed today. Lord, I thank You for every seed sown. Lord, I thank You for the watering of these seeds. We thank You that You will bring the increase for Your glory, Lord.
Come and have your way, Jesus. Come and have your way, Jesus. Come and have your way, Jesus. Burn in us, Lord. Burn in us. Burn in us, Lord. Burn in us, Lord. Burn in us, Lord. We want to burn for you, Lord. We want to burn for you, Lord. Lord, light us up. Light us up and send us out to be light in the darkness. Jesus, come and have your way. Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Making a way in the wasteland. Rivers. Rivers. Rivers of living water flowing through the desert. Rivers. Do you not perceive it? You know, there's a there's potential that we would we would not perceive the new thing that the Lord is doing. And I love that, that you guys have gone, wow, there's this thing happening, we're gonna do something, you know? Because there's potential in that. It says, do you not perceive it? It means that there's potential that you could not perceive what the Lord's doing. And when, you, when you're a surfer, it's like you get up in the morning and, and you perceive that there's going to be a wave. You perceive that there's going to be a wave at the beach. And you go to the beach because you're not going to catch a wave at home. You go to the beach and you position yourself in the water where you've perceived that the wave is going to break. You position yourself. And then when the wave's coming, you begin to paddle. So when the wave comes, you have the momentum to catch it. We are a people in this room who have perceived that God is doing a new thing. That there's a wave coming and we have positioned ourselves and now we are paddling to catch the wave, to catch the wave. There is a wave coming. There is a mighty wave of the Holy Spirit coming. Smith Wigglesworth prophesied, Australia, you have been chosen by God for a great move of the Holy Spirit. And he talks about when that's gonna happen. He's like, it's at the end of this century and at the beginning of this century. And it's like, that's now. Like we are that generation. We are that generation. We are the generation that will see the move of God that Smith Wigglesworth prophesied. But we need to perceive it. We need to position ourselves and we need to paddle. We need to go. How will they hear unless we tell them? How will they know unless we go? There's a generation of sons and daughters rising up, righteous radicals, a generation of giant killers, a generation like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego who won't bow down to the things of this world, but they will rise up and say, I will only worship God. I will only worship God. Him and Him alone, Jesus. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. A generation of, I was just over here before and I heard, New Covenant Nazarites. New Covenant Nazarites. And the Nazarites were ones who were just set apart. Set apart for for God. You know, they wouldn't cut their hair. They wouldn't drink wine. And I'm not saying don't 
cut your hair and don't drink wine. What I'm saying is to be set apart for the purposes of God. A new covenant Nazarite. The first miracle that Jesus performed was turning water into wine. It was like he was, he was, he was showing us another way that it, that it wouldn't be through legalism, but that it would be through grace. New covenant Nazarites, a generation set apart and set ablaze for the glory of God and His purposes. His kingdom come, His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Righteous radicals rising up, not waiting for a move of God. We are the move of God. Crying out, here we are, send us, Lord. We perceive Your wave. We're positioning ourselves to catch Your wave and we are paddling. Here we are, send us, Lord. Ignite in us a first love fire. Baptise us with the Holy Ghost fire and send us, Lord, to reach the ones that You love. Jesus, come and have Your way this morning. Jesus, come and have Your way this morning. May the Lamb who was slain receive the reward of His suffering today in Leichhardt. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's just cry out a big Jesus on the count of three. Three, two, one. Jesus! Jesus! Jesus, let all of Leichhardt hear one more time. Jesus! Jesus! Jesus, there's power in Your Name to break every chain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, you can be seated and have a little bit of a rest and I'm going to try and uh, pull it together for a moment. And uh, we got these, uh, these cards, we just cut up some little uh, invitation cards for tonight, Open Heaven, uh, inviting people back here, come experience a miracle. Come experience a miracle. I believe that these these are seeds. Um, it was funny. I was at a church the other day, uh, and I was talking about the potential of seeds, and I <laughs> and I said, uh, nobody buys a packet of seeds from Bunnings and leaves it in the drawer, do they? <laughs> and thinking that everybody's going to kind of agree, but they sort of gave me this look, like as if they actually did do that. <laughs> It was like this awkward moment when we realised that, oh, people actually do buy seeds and leave them in the drawer because, you know, unless you actually put them in the ground and water them, they're not going to grow. <laughs> I think there was a bunch of people who went and got the seeds out of the drawer that day and, and actually put them in the ground. But these are, these are, these are powerful seeds right here. This is, a, this is a powerful seed. And we're going to go out today, we're going to sow some of these seeds and believe that people are going to come in here for Open Heaven tonight. We are also going to do uh, some equipping at 2pm, I believe. 2pm. So uh, I'm just going to, uh, in this next little bit, I'm going to do my best to lay down some, some basic foundations around uh, evangelism. But at 2pm, we're going to get a little bit practical. Uh, I'm going to give you some, some practical tools that can help you in sharing your faith in sharing hope, in sharing the love of Jesus with others, whether they're 
complete strangers or whether they're your friends and family. Who, who wants to see their friends and family know Jesus? Is that everyone? I feel like there's some people who didn't put their hands up. Who wants to see their friends and family know Jesus? Uh, I think that's everyone. Come on. That's it. We, I, I wanna, I've got some friends and family who don't know Jesus, and I'm desperate. I'm like, I'm like Jesus, get him. Get him, Jesus. Come on, get him, get him. <laughs> but um, seeds, the potential of a seed. So we got these at 2 p.m. We're going to do some practical equipping, and then we're going to go out, and we're going to just absolutely flood Leichhardt with the love of Jesus. There's people out there who don't know Jesus and what a wonderful opportunity, what a beautiful privilege that we have to be able to share the love of Jesus with them and invite them into an encounter with him tonight at Open Heaven. Praise the Lord. Uh, So that's going to be exciting and just never underestimate the potential of a seed sown in obedience as well, you know, like that's something that the Lord told me a while ago. Never underestimate the potential of a seed sown in obedience to the Lord. And I was actually at Glory City Church where Sarah Cheeseman's from, the happy prophet. I like to think if she's the happy prophet, then I get to be the joyful evangelist. <laughs> Surely that's a thing. And, uh, and so I was actually at her church and... Um, and one of the, the house prophets there actually called me out. She's like, see, you're just blowing on a dandelion. And it's like, oh, she had me at that because I, every time I see one of those things, I just pick it up and I'm just like that. I'm like a big kid, you know. I just, I can't, I can't leave one. Not, uh, I've, got, I've, I've got to do that. And, uh, and so she gets me up and she's like, I just see you blowing on a dandelion. And I want to let you know that every seed that you sow goes exactly where it needs to grow. And, and so, so these seeds, you know, like whether it's a hope seed or whether it's an open heaven seed, I just believe that every seed that we sow is going to go exactly where it needs to grow, that, that, that it's going to be watered and that God is going to bring the increase for his glory. Hallelujah. But yeah, you've got to sow a seed. If you leave the seed in the drawer, it's not going to grow. I'm just saying. Because the... It seemed like some of the people down in Nara didn't know that. <laughs> They're like buying seeds and storing them up in their drawers down there in, uh, in Nara. So uh, hopefully, hopefully things will change there. Put the seed in the ground, water it, and, it, and, it, and it's going to grow. We got that. We got lots of seeds. They're, 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 they're cutting them up this morning. We were, we were, we were cutting up the, the cards to give out this morning. I'm going to flip to uh, Ephesians 3. I think you guys just did a thing on Ephesians 3, Whew. or on Ephesians, was it? Did you guys just do a series on Ephesians? I love Ephesians. So good. I would read the whole thing if I could, but that would probably take me too long. So let's just start at verse 14, I think. And this, I feel like... This passage of scripture really sums up what we're talking about, the power and the love. It talks about both of them, which is why I wanted to go here. Uh, It says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant to you 
to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, and the NLT says, says that your roots will grow deep down into his love, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. (laughs) I don't know about you. Sometimes I just get a little bit (laughs) Uh, here we go what is it like what's uh, like (laughs) the fullness of God (laughs) (laughs) that you may be filled with all the fullness of God know the feeling I, I feel the same like people are like why are you like I'm like oh I've got the fullness of God in me you know it's it's the 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 God who created the whole universe is inside of me <laughs> and sometimes you just don't know whether to laugh or cry But often I just burst out in laughter. I'm like, I can't stop. It's like, oh, the fullness. The fullness. Where did that go? And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God now to him who is able to do far more abundantly. I think the, the, the amplifier says super abundantly. We're going to put super abundantly in there. Now to him who is able to do far more super abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now to him who is able, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to his power, his dunamis, his dunamis, his explosive, miraculous, dynamite, lightning power working in and through us. It's like power. You know, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in us. The same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead. The same spirit that, that Jesus, when he, when he walked on the earth or sometimes on the water... <laughs> performed all the miracles that he performed, 
that same spirit is in us. I don't know about you, but I, I want to see what that looks like. I want to, I want to experience the fullness of what that means to, 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 to live filled with the fullness of God, filled with the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. I want to see what it looks like to, to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I want to see the dead raised. I want to see people with leprosy cleansed. Demons getting out in Jesus' name. You know? Naturally supernatural. I did a, I did a quick, uh, what's it called when you do a wardrobe change? I did a quick wardrobe change because I love this. Naturally supernatural. Naturally supernatural. I want to, I want to, I want to know, like I'm, I'm not satisfied with just living an ordinary life when I'm, when I'm called to, to live a supernatural life. And it's who I am. It's who this says I am. Smith Wigglesworth, I'm picking on Smith Wigglesworth this morning. He said, this says it, I believe it, that settles it. <laughs> Smith Wigglesworth is good. All right. So, <laughs> oh, come on, I gotta, I gotta hold it together. But uh, <laughs> uh, a while ago, um, I, I just. I want to just share with you a little bit about the heart around evangelism this morning. I could have gone super practical and I could have done like tools and methods and things like that. We can do all that. I'm not against tools. I'm not against methods. I love it. We've got a whole heap of training and stuff like that. But this morning, I just really wanted to, to talk about the heart, my heart, but I believe God's heart around evangelism. Uh, and some of the things that have helped me, you know, I was, I was somewhere the other day and Tony's like tugging on, I was like there in the street just worshipping the Lord on my guitar because I'm like, oh man, there was this mural and I was like, I just need to just worship the Lord here and just felt like the, the Lord just wanted to do a work in this place, you know, changing, um, changing just, just through, through worship, you know, just creating this space and people were coming along and getting prayed for and, and getting healing but there's this guy kind of tugging on me, he's like, can you show me how to do evangelism? It's like I've been doing evangelism, I think he said 20 years, he's been doing evangelism for 20 years and he'd never seen anyone get saved and, and, and I'm like, man, thank God for all the seeds that you've sown, you know. Like this guy's probably led all these people to the Lord, he just doesn't know it yet, like that guy in Sydney who, who was saying, where will you be for eternity, you know. You know, this guy might not have seen the fruit of what he's been doing, but I believe that there is fruit from it. But he's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just worshipping the Lord. He's like, can you come and, and, and show me how to do evangelism? And I'm like, we can get so caught up in the methods, but, but I, I really believe that, that it's, it's not about methods. It's about the Messiah. <laughs> it's like... Ah, I just love Jesus. I want to worship him and then do what he wants to do. And so this guy's like trying to get me to, 
show him how to do evangelism. I'm like, just hang around, man. Just, just, just hang around. Like, uh, you know, just, just hang around while we worship the Lord and then let's see, see what happens. You know, it was like, you know, show me a method. Show me a method. Show me a tool. Show me, a, like, the heart's right. But it's like, you just need to, to wait on the Lord. Just capture his heart for these people. Like, and just sometimes it's, it's in the waiting. And then sure enough, you know, people come along and, and ask for prayer. And, and you see God move in that space. Uh, but one thing that the Lord showed me uh, a number of years ago, I was reading through Habakkuk 3 and it talks about this archer with a quiver of arrows. And I just imagined myself as one of the arrows. And uh, it's a really cool, cool scripture, and it's it's not really about what what I took from it, but um, I just began to imagine myself as an arrow in the archer's quiver, and and, and I began to imagine that that God is the archer, and I'm the arrow. And, and the archer, you know, he, he draws, I wish I had a bow and arrow. At like one o'clock in the morning, I was just thinking, uh, you know, it'd be really cool if I had a bow and arrow tomorrow, but we'll just pretend. Uh, <laughs> and so, so the archer, you know, he draws the arrow back into himself, you know, close, close in to, to himself, you know, this, in, into his heart, into, into intimacy with him, into knowing him and and loving him, and, and hearing his voice, you know, and so I begin to imagine myself just being drawn deeper and deeper and deeper into the heart of God, into, into his love, his fiery, all-consuming love, and it's out of that place of intimacy that he launches us with precision and power to reach the ones that he loves, you know. The, the arrow doesn't decide where the arrow goes. The archer is the one who decides where the arrow goes. And the arrow yields. The arrow yields to the archer's will. Have you ever been like in that situation where you feel like God's like calling you to do something, asking you to do something, and it's like, Oh, oh, it's going to be awkward. <laughs> oh, that's going to that's going to be inconvenient, you know. And you have these little arguments with God, you know. I um I remember a testimony I share often. I got lots of petrol station testimonies, but I was once driving home one night uh, from an outreach, and I was really really tired. I hadn't had dinner. I was just God's like, go to Seven Eleven and tell that girl that I love her. And I'm like, ah, just want to go home. I'm tired. I haven't had dinner. And it's not going to be a girl working at 7-Eleven. It's like 11 o'clock at night or something like that. For some reason, that was the thing that I was thinking about. It's not going to be a girl working at 7-Eleven at this time of night. And uh, I sort of do this to and fro thing with God for a little while. And, and, and in the end, he always, he always wins because Jesus wins. And, uh, and so I go to the 7-Eleven. I can see through the window it's a girl working there. So straight away I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry that I doubted you. I'm sorry that I wasn't obedient right away. And so I get out of the car and I, and I walk up to the 7-Eleven. As I'm walking out, these, these, these guys come out and, and you could see that they were a bit rowdy. They were drunk. They walk out. I walk in. I, I grab a can of Coke because I didn't need petrol and I'm just like, I need to buy something. Walk up to the counter. I'm like, hey, this is going to sound really weird. 
but I was driving along and I really felt like God wanted me to come in here and just let you know that he loves you. And she's like, who is God? And I said, Jesus is God. And she says, I want to give my life to Jesus and be baptised. And I'm nearly fallen over at this stage. I'm just like, what just, what just happened, you know? What just happened? And, uh, and she's like, so I just moved here. Her name's Jaya, which means victory, hallelujah. And, uh, and she goes, I just moved here from India and I got this job and I'm not supposed to work at night time, uh, but another person called in sick and they, they got me to, this is my first night shift and I was really, really scared and these guys came in and they were drunk and they were stealing things and they were being abusive and I turned around and, uh, and just under my breath I prayed, God, if you're real, reveal yourself to me or help me, sorry. God, if you're real, help me. And about 30 seconds later, I pull into the driveway. The guys get spooked. They walk out and I walk up to the counter and say, I was just driving along and God told me to come in here and let you know that he loves you. And and she gave her life to Jesus. She gave her life to Jesus and she ended up getting baptized and she's still following the Lord today. Simple obedience, you know, simple Simple obedience, but you know, we all get in these little, little wrestles with God, you know, but we've got to yield. We've got to yield, you know. I, I think I might have shared it in him, like the Lord was talking to me about currencies, and because everyone's always sending me messages about cryptocurrencies and stuff like that. <laughs> so, you need to get this one, and you need to get this. And I'm just not smart enough to do all that kind of stuff, you know. Like, I, I, um, I, uh, I, I, I still just, um, yeah. Um, anyway, we don't need to talk about um, that. But, but um, people are going, you need to invest in this. And I, and I just said to God, I, I was like, and I'm not against all that stuff. I think it's great. But I, I just, I just um, go, go for it, you know. If, if that's what the Lord's put on your heart, go for it. But, but I, just, <laughs> I was getting really confused because people are going, do this one, this one, this one. And I'm like, I, I just, I don't, Lord, what, I, what are you investing in? What do you want me to invest in? <laughs> You know, like always go back to God. Like he's the best financial advisor. And so I'm like, God, 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 what are you investing in? What do you want me to invest in? And and he says, uh, the currencies that I'm investing in are purity, humility, and yieldedness. It's like he's, he's, he's searching, you know. He's searching for, for ones who are pure, because the pure in heart will see God. He's, he's searching for ones who are humble. You know, humility. No matter what you're doing, humility. Like humility is, is, is such a key. You know, you probably won't hear like evangelism. The key to evangelism is humility. But I'm telling you, like you probably don't hear that very often. But I'm telling you now, humility is the key to everything that you do. Including evangelism. Humble. You know, people can, people can tell. God can tell. <laughs> and he's looking for ones who are humble because he can use, he can, he can, he can move through somebody who's humble. If, if, we're, if we're prideful, it's, it's like being a, 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 a statue, you know, like we're not, we're not moldable. He can't, he can't mold us and shape us into, 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 into what he wants to do. 
And then yieldedness, you know, like just being yielded, yielded to the Holy Spirit, to the, to the voice of the Holy Spirit. You know, the potential for the power of God to pour through us is directly proportional to the amount that we're prepared to yield. And I don't want to be like a, a kinky downpipe that's like, you know, like, I feel like God wants to like pour his power through us and some of us are like, like we got kinks and we got blockages and stuff like that. Downpipe, you know, God wants to clear out some kinks and some blockages today, you know, just so his power can can just flow through us like a downpipe from, from heaven to earth. He wants to pour his power through us, but but if we're not yielded, we're like a kinky kinky pipe it's all blocked up and 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 bent but he just wants to like pour through us i believe he's like yeah he's gonna clear out some blockages and some i feel like even just hearing that i feel like some people are getting getting straightened out thank you jesus thank you jesus the potential for the power of God to pour through us is directly proportional to the amount that we're prepared to yield. Yeah, love. I could talk all day about his love. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Love. For God so loved the world Romans 5.8, God demonstrated his love. It wasn't his power, it was his love. God demonstrated his love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While, while we were yet sinners, while we were messed up, while we were broken, while we were, you know, if, if you haven't heard my testimony, I was an ice addict. I was completely broken and hopeless. Tried to take my own life three times in one week. And then the love of God completely rocked my world and that night his power set me free from addiction healed me 20 years ago everything changed love the love of God it's the love of God that compels us you know let love be your motive let love be the motive Let love motivate you. Let love compel you. 1 John 4, 16 to 19 says, So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this is love perfected in us so that we may have confidence. Who, who wants some confidence? Who wants some boldness? People are like, I just, I just want some boldness. I want some, some confidence. This is for you. By this love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because... 
As he is, also are we in this world. Because as he is, so are we in this world. I don't have to try really hard to love people because as he is, so am I in this world. I am love personified to the people around me. I don't have to try really hard to be Pat Steele. It's who I am. (laughs) And I don't have to try really hard to be love because it's actually who I am. It's part of my nature. It's part of my new nature as a born-again, spirit-filled believer. I am love personified to the people around me. As He is, so are we in this world. I am light. You know, I had this party in my street last night. Three parties in my street last night, actually. Halloween parties. And it's like people running around dressed as witches and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, thank you, Lord, that, that I am light. And in me, there is no darkness at all. I am light. And I'm just going to shine in my street and I'm going to worship the Lord. I'm going to worship the Lord louder than they carry on and and do whatever they're doing. And I'm going to shine brightly in my street. We're in um, Fortitude Valley. It's like the King's Cross of of Brisbane. And there's this devil worshipping club. And they're dressed as devils and demons and witches and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and we're walking along and, and you could think, oh, oh, it's a devil worshiping club. I better cross the street and like keep my distance. No! <laughs> I believe that the light of Jesus in me is greater than the darkness in the world around me. And I'm going to let my light shine. And so I just got to walk up there and let them know that Jesus loves them. I'm like, Jesus loves you. Can I share some hope with you? And I, and I offered them a hope card and they're like, ah. And I'm, and, and I'm like, and, 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 and so their, their initial reaction was, was bad. But I'm like, and this, and this kid's going, oh yeah, I go to a Christian school and he's got a devil mask on. And, and, um, and I'm just like, bro, can I give you a hug? Can I give you a hug? And he's like, yeah, okay. Because I could see, like he's putting on a show for his friends, but I could see through the mask and through the mesh covering his eyes because the eyes are the window to the soul. And I could see that this was a lost prodigal son who needed a hug from heaven. And so I give this kid a hug and I can hear him start crying on my shoulder and I'm, and I'm hugging him and I'm just speaking truth and identity and, and love into him. And then all of his friends are, are starting, the, it's, things are starting to shift in the atmosphere. And then I got to pray for all of them. About 15, 15 kids dressed up as devils and demons and I get to pray for them and they're crying and... And, and the power of God's hitting them. And then at the end of it, they're like, oh, can we get those cards that you offered us? You know, love, you know, love. We are love, we are light. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. For fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love but we love because he first loved us I've received this love I don't have to do it out of my own strength it's not hard it's not striving it's just abiding I'm I'm abiding in love my roots are in the river 
my roots are, are going deep into His love. Like it was saying in Ephesians 3, my, my roots are growing down deep into His love. And then everything that I do, just, you know, the fruit from the tree is flavoured by the water from the river. So, so there's just this, this, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, we're not just going out there telling people about Jesus. We actually go out there and we introduce people to Him. It says, you know, um, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. It's not like far away, so you can't reach it. It's, it's, it's like you can, you can reach out and grab it. You know, when we go out, we actually, we actually offer people the kingdom of God at, at a place where they can reach out and receive it you know we offer we offer prayer that they can they can feel his his presence you know we often go down to bald hill there's a big hindu temple there and and we're like uh hey like oh you've been up to the temple why do you go there oh you know peace peace go there to get peace and they're, and they're like um i'm, I'm like oh you, did, did you get some and they're like yeah how long does it last for oh a couple of hours <laughs> Like, it's sad. It's actually just really sad. I feel sorry for them. And I'm, and I'm like, what would you say if I told you that there's a God who could give you a peace that will last forever? Oh, I'd want to know that God. Can I pray for you? Sure. In Jesus' name, peace. Oh, is that different to what you got in the temple? Yes. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the Prince of Peace and He wants to do that to your whole life. He wants to fill you with His fullness. The fullness of peace, the fullness of joy, the fullness of love and freedom. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. He wants to do that to your whole life. Do you want to receive Him? The Kingdom of Heaven is at hand. I talked a lot about love. But you know, it's important because I can, I can teach you a method. I can teach you a tool. I can pray for you for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I can pray for you to be ignited. I can give you the, the keys to the ignition. But if you don't know how to hoard up oil in the secret place, then it'll be like giving you a brand new car giving you the keys to the ignition, you get halfway down the road, you run out of petrol because I haven't shown you how to fill up the car with, with, with petrol. You need to know how to, how to store up the oil. You know, Leo can't give you his oil. Christine can't give you his... Josiah can't give you his oil. Jade can't give you her oil. You know, it's like, you know, the, the price. It's like, you know, you've you got to have the, the oil, you know. You need some, some hoard up the oil in the secret place. Love on Him. Sit at His feet. Love on Jesus. Hoard up the oil in the secret place. So when you go out into the world, you just, you just pour out of, of His abundance and not striving out of your own strength or wisdom or might. Because it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by His Spirit, says the Lord. Let's talk about power for a minute. Three types of power. Um, there's the 
Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you'll receive power. Power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And we're all like, woohoo! <laughs> fire! My fire! And I love to shake and bake as much as the next Pentecostal Christian, but, but the power has a purpose. That power has a purpose. It doesn't stop there. It says you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses. And that word is, is taken from the word martyr. Like that we would lay our lives down for the sake of the gospel, you know. It's like the urgency. There's an urgency. Leo talked about it. There's people out there who don't know Jesus. There's a world outside our window. There's people in our streets who have never heard the gospel. And it's not okay. I'm not okay that there could be somebody in my street that hasn't heard the gospel. I need to do something about that. There's an urgency. There's an urgency that causes me to live with an intentionality. But it needs to start with intimacy with Him. It needs to come from a place of intimacy with Him. Not striving, you know, not just I see the problem so I need to do something about it. No, I see the problem, Lord, Lord, help me. Putting our ear to the heart of the Father and say, God, I know that you're working in this situation to turn what the enemy meant for evil around for good. How can I be a part of it? How can I have the privilege of partnering with you in your mission, in your ministry of reconciliation to reconcile these lost sons and daughters back to you, Lord? The power has a purpose. The power has a purpose. Dunamis, explosive, miraculous power from heaven. John the Baptist says, I'll I'll baptise you with water, but the one who comes after me will baptise you with fire, with fire, supernatural fire. Power, dunamis, exousia, the authority. The right, power, authority in His name. He has all authority and in His name. That's how we go. When we lay hands on the sick, when John and Peter went to the gate of beautiful and, and, and they said, uh, silver and gold have I not, but in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, now rise up and walk. And took Him by the hand and He, and he, and he stood. It's power, exousia, power and authority in the name of Jesus to break every chain, whether it's sickness, whether it's addiction, whether it's anxiety or depression, there is exousia, authority, power in His name to break every single chain. What's the other one? Kratos. I'm taking a risk here with, with, with a room full of... Uh, People, there might be some some uh, some some Greek speaking uh, who are going to pick on my uh, my uh, pronunciation here. Uh, but Kratos, you know, mighty power, mighty power, dunamis, exousia, Kratos, mighty power, mighty power. He's a mighty God. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. In 
Revelation, it talks about the Lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. The Lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. The Lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. And it's good news because it means that before I ever had a problem, He was already the solution. Before I had a question, He was already the answer. Before I had any sickness or disease, He was already the healer. Before I ever sinned, He was already the perfect sacrifice to pay the price to make a way for me to come through Him back into relationship with God. The Lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. He is the solution to every single problem that we are facing before we even have them. For every single person in Leichhardt today, He is the solution to every single problem. And I just wanted to, before I go any further, ask, is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? The gospel is good news. It's not bad news that we don't want to share with people because we think that they might be like, oh, that's, that's, that's bad news. It's good news. I'm happy that I'm saved. Who's happy that they're saved? <laughs> it's good news. The gospel is good news. Jesus died on a Roman cross for me. He died on a cross for you, but He didn't just die. He rose again three days later so that through Him, we might be saved. And the Bible says that that we only have to do really two things, and that is believe. (laughs) Believe that He is who He says He is, that He really died for us and as us, and then turn from, from going our own way and to follow Him to surrender, to yield and, and, and say, not my will, but yours be done, Lord. I know I did that 20 years ago. It was the best decision that I ever made. And if you're in this room and you want to receive that precious gift of salvation through Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity right now and, and we'll get every head bowed and every eye closed just so that this can be a decision between you and him Uh, but if you want that today you can just raise your hand and you can receive that that gift of salvation today if there's anyone here and you need to get right with God this is this is your opportunity you know the opportunity of a lifetime has to be seized within the lifetime of an opportunity and so if that's you and you need that today this is your opportunity right here right now I can't really see because of the lights but we're just going to pray and then and then I'm going to give an opportunity for some some impartation but Uh, Just in case there's anyone in the room or anyone online who needs to to get right with God, we're just going to pray this prayer together as a family.
Dear God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. I believe that he rose again so that I can be free, so that I can be healed, so that I can be saved, so that I can have eternal life. I'm sorry for the things that I've done. I'm sorry that I tried to live my life my own way. But today I choose to go your way, Jesus, and receive you as my Lord and Saviour. Thank you for washing me clean for all my sin, all the guilt and shame associated with it. Thank you that today I am free and that I'm born again, a brand new creation. Fill me with your spirit and lead me in truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the GGC Life podcast. We hope you feel encouraged. Be blessed.